Welcome to Epworth United Methodist Church. I'm Pastor Debbie Weatherspoon, and on November 5th, we celebrated All Saints Day with a beautiful ofrenda where people brought forward photos and mementos to remember their saints. We had a celebration of the sacrament of Holy Communion with a beautiful adaptation by Marcia McPhee for the communion prayer and a liturgy for All Saints Day. Singing together to the tune of Be Thou My Vision, we sang, Our God be with you, now lift we our praise, and God be with you too, now and always. We were blessed by beautiful singing, celebration, and a warm worship spirit. We hope that you enjoy this service through this podcast, and we'll have a blessed week. My name is Jonah Arreola Burrell. Today's scripture is from the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. It's from the Message Translation by Eugene H. Peterson. Let me set this before you as plainly as I can. If a person climbs over or through the fence of a sheep pen instead of going through the gate, you know he's up to no good, a sheep rustler. (laughs) The shepherd walks right up to the gate. The gatekeeper opens the gate to him, and the sheep recognize his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he gets them all out, he leads them and they follow because they are familiar with his voice. They won't follow a stranger's voice, but will scatter because they aren't used to the sound of it. Jesus told this simple story, but they had no idea what he was talking about. So he tried again. I'll be explicit then. I am the gate for the sheep. All those others are up to no good. Sheep stealers, every one of them. But the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. Anyone who goes through me will be cared for, will freely go in and out and find pasture. 
A thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. I came so they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of.
the words of my mouth be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. As has been said, Jesus is the good shepherd, and yes, we are sheep who follow his voice. That was your cue to bah, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, we must, that's all right. Very good. <laughs> the shepherd cares for the sheep, and so, as followers of Jesus, we're not just always sheep, but we also take on the mantle, and we're called to do our part as shepherds, to care for each other, and also for the wider neighborhoods around us. This is part of our abundant life. Jesus has in mind that not only to receive care, but also to provide care, to receive compassion, and to be compassion. That is true abundance. We receive and we give. It's important. There are many among us who may be really good at giving, but we're a little hesitant to receive. I don't know. There's different reasons for that. Maybe the way we were socialized, generational trauma for some reason. And if that is you, be compassionate with yourself. We may learn to receive compassion. We can open ourselves up to know that we are worthy and that we may receive this blessing. And even if we're not quite there, with believing in our worthiness. Maybe the way that we want to be compassionate with somebody else will give us the strength to open ourselves up because it goes hand in hand to receive and to give, receive and give. That is true abundance. Or as in the message translation, the words were more and better. Now we know, we come here today, many of us with heavy hearts, because if we just are paying attention, how could our hearts not be heavy? There are powerful death-dealing dynamics that threaten to corrode compassion. There's hatred, contempt, prejudice, scapegoating, indifference, species extinction, and so on. I'm going to speak and uh, highlight just two examples of these dynamics and how your compassionate action helped to counter them and thereby cultivate a life that is more and better in abundance. Consider the racial wealth gap. In July, we considered as a congregation what authentic, meaningful reparations look like for Epworth. And one way we have discerned is for each of us to commit to the Black Wealth Builders Fund, in addition to our financial commitment to Upworth's operating budget. It's both and stewardship. More and better, abundance. The Black Wealth Builders Fund has a $20,000 goal for 2023. We are calling this seed funding. The goal for 2024 is $40,000. We are calling this sustaining support. 
Next Sunday, our guest preacher is one of the co-founders of the Black Wealth Builders Fund, Reverend Barry Kammer. Barry will be here. He is an ordained minister in the United Church of Christ and a member of Arlington Community Church, UCC, in Kensington. If you've not yet read up on the details of this program and this effort, please be sure to pick up the materials at the Abundant Life table in the entryway of the sanctuary. I'm so proud of Epworth's Reparations Action Group. They've organized many educational events on this topic. And these include last month's racial wealth gap simulation and documentary film screening of the big payback. And next Sunday is a much anticipated congregational forum following our worship service. Everyone is invited to come gather around tables to explore what reparations as a spiritual practice might look like and to help conceptualize what a significant and ongoing commitment to the Black Wealth Builders Fund looks like for each of us. This is one way our congregation contributes to compassionate work. Now consider the war. Gaza, Hamas, Israel war, the deep wounds, death and fear. On Thursday, the evening of November 16th in the fellowship hall, you are invited to gather in a, in a spirit of openness and truth that I am being helped to organize with Doug Smith. Doug, would you please stand? The intention is to help build bridges of compassion between us as we share our stories in emotionally and physically safe environment. These are Doug's words. We gather in these safe spaces in the spirit of intellectual hospitality, which allows each of us to cultivate genuine curiosity and compassion for the other, while at the same time holding fast to our deep convictions. Intellectual hospitality occurs when persons of goodwill seek to engage with one another for greater understanding. It is modeled on the ancient practice of offering sanctuary to the stranger while honoring specific guidelines that constrain both the host and the guest. All participants are invited to share a story from the heart there will be no crosstalk, feedback, or advice given. There is no need to convince others that you are right. Your story is your truth. Both will be held with God's love by all in this space who are listening with genuine curiosity and compassion for the other. And Doug, if you could just stand one more time. Be sure that you see who Doug is. Doug's going to be available during our fellowship time after church if you'd like to know more about this gathering. Thank you, Doug. Coming together in humility and compassion is a way we can become a greater force of compassion in God's world. What next step, next compassionate step, is God calling us to take? This mission is none other than Jesus' mission, God's mission, and in the end, God will prevail 
against these death-dealing dynamics. We have to know that. We have to cling to that. We have to believe in it. That is our hope that sustains us. God will prevail against these death-dealing dynamics. And when Jesus gives us his new commandment, to love one another as I have loved you, we are invited to take part in this mission for all the sake of genuine abundance. Thanks be to God. The world needs more compassion. Yeah, yeah, all yes. And our generosity helps make this kind of compassionate action possible. On this day of remembering the saints, I want you to think about somebody in particular, or some bodies in particular, who taught you about generosity. What was it that they taught you? How did they teach you? Was it something they said, or was it just the way that they lived their life, or both? Were you watching them, observing? Perhaps not until years later you realized what they taught you? Do they know how they inspired generosity in you? During Holy Communion, I will invite you to say their name aloud in an act of remembrance. Jesus said, I came so that they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. Friends, each one of us is a part of the body of Christ, the good shepherd who kindly, tenderly, fiercely cares for the world with grace and compassion. God suffers with us, as we have been hearing it said and reminding us that where is God in the war, God is in the rubble. So God, in turn, calls us to suffer with each other and with our neighbors near and far, sharing our resources one to another, halfway down the pew or halfway around the world, all for the sake of God's love and the compassionate, beloved community that God calls us to create. How grateful I am to be in ministry together with Epworth. How about you? Precious memories How they linger How they ever flood my soul In the stillness Precious memories How they linger How they ever flood my soul In the 
memories Unseen angels Sent from somewhere to my soul How they linger Ever near me And the sacred past Memory. 